Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Today on Things You Should Know, how to ensure you're registered to vote. Stick around. Here at Things You Should Know Podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users or How much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decision you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So, thanks for joining the discussion, and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, you've reached Things You Should Know, and this is Kelly. I'm your host, and as always, it is my pleasure to welcome you in uh, to the podcast. Uh, we've got a really informative uh, show. I'm going to stop saying that because every week I feel like we're bringing you really good information. Uh, today's particularly um, needful because uh, we've gone through in the last year a very, um, how do I describe this, <laughs> a very tumultuous and uh, widely viewed election cycle throughout the world. The United States uh, has a, a new president, uh, but getting to this point was uh, very tumultuous. And in the process, I found out that many, many people uh, were not registered to vote, did not know how to register to vote, had questions about if their registration was valid in certain counties, in certain cities, if they've moved. Uh, there were a lot of questions. So I thought I'd take the time today uh, because uh, now that this particular cycle is over for president, uh, we will be coming up uh, in the next two years and we'll be voting again. Uh, And it's always uh, some good information to have. There's always good information to have. So today we're going to talk about how to register to vote, how to ensure that you are registered to vote. I'm going to tell you where to go uh, if you have any questions. And this way you can help uh, your friends and families and uh, associates uh, who also may be questioning 
am I registered? You know, I moved last year and I'm not sure if I'm registered. Does my registration carry over to where I currently live or I just turned 18? How do I register for the first time? What paperwork do I need, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to go over all that today. So anyway, I want to thank you for joining uh, the show. Uh, we are going to jump right into it. If you're a first timer, please make sure that if you're not done so already, please go ahead and subs- hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to Things You Should Know. We do put out a show every other day, and uh, it's very informative. So if you'd like to just get smarter by listening, uh, this is your podcast. All right, guys, let's get rocking and rolling here. So registering to vote. Uh I would hope that most of us are already registered to vote, but let's start at the beginning if we are not. How, Kelly, do you register to vote? What's the what's the most seamless way uh, to do this? So I live in the state of Georgia and uh, in the state of Georgia. Well, every state has a secretary of state. And the easiest way for us to register to vote is to go uh, to our secretary of state's website and simply register to vote. Or if you uh, want to um, do it a little differently, there is about there's a number of different sites, but I'm going to give you some official government sites that will help you do a number of things to help you register to vote and it'll help you confirm your registration. Uh, it'll help you get your voter registration card and it tells you voter registration age requirements, how to change your voter registration, any questions you may have. So one of the first sites that I like is called USA.gov. USA.gov. So I'm going to walk through this with you just uh, a, a little while. So on this page, what you can do is register to vote right in the middle of the page. First thing that you see is a tab that says register to vote. You click on that tab and it will take you directly to the registration. You can register online. Uh, this particular site is good for Every state, so you don't. If you, let's say if you don't want to go to your Secretary of State's uh, page, you can come here to USA.gov and you can register to vote. You can also download the National Mail Voter Registration Form if you want to simply fill it out for whatever reason. Sometimes people get a little funky about. Uh, it, it's curious. This last cycle, and I want to get off into the weeds, but there was so much misinformation out there to confuse people. People began to doubt if the mail worked. People began to doubt if I do this online, if, if is it going to work? So whatever your preference is, if you want to do it online, you simply follow the prompts to start your voter registration. If you'd like to register in person, it has a link here that talks about registering in person and all you have to do is click the button say register in person it will tell you uh, where to go by listing your state and your local election office okay now kelly what if i'm in the military and what if i'm overseas yep same tab well not the same tab underneath that tab there's a overseas and military voters tab which gives you instructions on the federal voting assistance program that lets you register to vote 
and also request an absentee ballot if you are, number one, a U.S. citizen living outside of the U.S. You don't necessarily have to be in the military, but if you're a U.S. citizen, you live outside of the U.S., you can request it here. If you are a service member and you are stationed overseas, then, of course, you can request your absentee ballot here as well, and you can register to vote. If you are a spouse or an eligible family member of a service member also stationed overseas but not in the military, you can request that as well. So you simply uh, click on uh, the tab that says register to vote and request an absentee ballot, and it will take you through a, a series of prompts where you will be able to get the information that you need. I feel like this site is probably one of the more comprehensive sites. Again, it is USA.gov, USA.gov. And uh, I found that this to be the most helpful. Now, there are a few uh, other sites as well. I'm going to give you at least one more. Uh, This one is U.S. Election Assistance Commission, and it is the EAC.gov, the EAC.gov. Well, you just type in EAC, not the EAC.gov. And right in the middle of the page, uh, it asks you, tells you register and vote in your state. And it has a drop down window for all 50 states. And you simply select your state. So I'm going to go in here and I'm going to select Georgia. And after that, you hit get info. And what it will do is give you all of the information on uh, registering to vote in your state. And for my case, it's Georgia. So now, uh, because I've selected Georgia, I have a local election office directory that popped up. I have a state election office website that's popped up. I also have a link that says register to vote. And of course, that link takes me to where we started off, which was the Secretary of State's website for the state of Georgia. Uh, It also has an absentee or mail or early voting information. It has a poll place lookup. A lot of people don't realize where their polling place is. And one of the more common mistakes that I've seen, uh, because we were we were out and we're very um, engaged in this last voting cycle, particularly. Listen, you guys know what was happening here in Georgia. We had the runoffs with the two um, senators. So our election cycle actually went a little longer than everyone else's. So we were really engaged in that and being out and among the people, we found out that so many people did not know, um, just were not educated. Uh, They didn't know when the runoff was, although there was signage and commercials galore. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to go. In my state, particularly in my county, there's early voting. And people confuse the early voting location with the actual polling location. Early voting location, particularly in my area, is not the same as your polling location. If you determine that you want to early vote, then you go to one location. But after early voting is done, that location is shut down. Your polling location is where you would go to vote during uh, the day or the election day. And people didn't realize that Uh, people also didn't realize if they had moved, uh, if their polling location had been changed. So, for example, if you normally go to uh, Church A 
and and you vote there. But for whatever reason, your new polling location now is school A. Well, going to church A and standing in line and finding out later on, particularly close to when the poll is going to close, is not going to help you. So it's important that you are empowered and that, you know, I mean, this entire podcast is about empowerment. This is why we provide you with so much information. The more information you have, the more empowered you can be, the more information you have. My uh, uh, theory and my hypothesis has always been that uh, the better decision you can make. And then, of course, you can affect your quality of life. So the polling location lookup uh, is on here as well. And then in addition to that, you have the ability to track your ballot. So this was one of the things that became very prevalent in this last election cycle. There, again, was a lot of miscommunication uh, about, you know, is your ballot going to be counted? Is it going to is the mail going to make it? And these sorts of things you can track your ballot. And let me be honest with you. You always could do this. You could always do this. You could always do this. Um when people begin to uh, say things, particularly uh, misinformation, it just jumbles up the larger group because, unfortunately, we have so many people in our society who are not taking the lead on getting information for themselves. And they will allow news outlets, particularly politicians uh, and their religious organizations to provide them with information that they could seek out and validate for themselves. And that's not the best thing to do, in my opinion. Um, it's, it's okay to listen to the news if that's what you want to do, or to listen to, you know, religious um, uh, leaders if that's what you want to do, but don't allow that to replace your uh, ability to discern and to dis- to make decisions and to gather information for yourself. All right. So enough with that. All right. So you have two websites that you can go to USA.gov and then you have EAC.gov. And I think uh, I'm going to give you this last one. and That's going to be it. And this one is relatively simple, very easy to remember. And it is vote.gov, vote.gov. So vote.gov is very similar to EAC.gov. It's a very simplistic website. It's not confusing at all. When you go in, you'll see a drop down window that says, where do you live? You like to register to vote? Well, where do you live? So let's select Alabama, for example. Then you click on find out how to register. And when I click on Alabama, it says how to register to vote in Alabama. You can start with the online registration process at Alabama's election website. So maybe I want to go there. You can also register to vote by mail or in person on Alabama's election website as well. So perhaps I prefer that. But whatever your preference is, the links are right there for you to access. In addition to that, voter registration deadlines, which is very, very key. Voter registration deadlines are very key. You, uh, we found this out as well. A lot of people didn't realize that the deadline is at least 30 days prior to the election day. People think that they can vote a lot closer uh, or register to vote a lot closer to the uh, election day than they actually can. So this is the reason for the podcast today. 
You say, well, Kelly, we don't have an election coming up. Well, you still would want to go ahead and get registered. So when it does come, you don't have to concern yourself with it. Go ahead and get your registration card. Go ahead and have this information on hand in the event that you move or you have a friend or family member ask you, hey, I'm not sure if I'm registered to vote. What did you do? And you'll be able to give them this information. How to check your voter registration. If you want to confirm your voter registration status on Alabama's election website, all you have to do is click on this link. You click on this link, it will take you into a site that asks you for simple information. And Georgia's is very much the same. Your name, first and last, your date of birth. And it will look you up and it will tell you if you are registered to vote. Because you may be registered to vote. And if you're not and you're not in the system, then you need to register. You need to register. And normally I'm not one who tells people what they need to do, but let's just kind of talk about why it's important, uh, why voting is so important. We did a podcast, I think maybe it was our first or second podcast about the electoral college. And we talked about the system that was used when we were talking about systematic racism. Uh, the electoral college is a primary example of Systematic racism. Every other uh, political, uh, you know, uh, um, every other politician is elected by popular vote, with one exception, the president. And if you go back and listen to that podcast, uh, there was a, a reason why the Electoral College came to be. So I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go back and you listen to uh, what is the Electoral College and you'll 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 get some real gems. Um, most American citizens over the age of 18 are entitled to vote in federal and state elections, but voting has not always been a right of all Americans. As you know, uh, many folks, uh, uh, minority groups, blacks and Latinx and white women. Uh, in other words, uh, there was a point in time, 1800s, where only white land owning men could vote. And so uh, we've come a long way uh, to the point of all groups having access to voting, having the ability to vote. And the problem now is that so many politicians uh, spend the majority of their time, unfortunately, trying to disenfranchise uh, these groups from voting. How do they do this? Uh, Well, many of them put up barriers uh, to voting. For example, uh, they uh, shut down uh, polling. Uh, locations in certain cities. Uh, Maybe they uh, only allow the polling locations to be open during, you know, work hours, which is problematic because people are at work. And if they're getting off at five and the poll close at five, then they're not going to be able to vote. And they know this. Uh, They retrace uh, the lines in terms of the counties. There are a number of things that happen uh, when uh, folks lose elections and they feel like they're being um, uh, they need to 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 go to these measures to disenfranchise these other groups. So you need to be aware of that, particularly if you're in one of those groups and your vote does matter. If you don't think it matters, then you're not aware of the Bush-Gore election in uh, 2000 and well, in 2000, where uh, Bush won by literally 0.009 percent. Less than 600 votes. I've been out to voter registration drives when we try to uh, help people to get registered to vote in person. 
And I've heard people say, literally people say, and these are people in disenfranchised groups. I've heard them tell me it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I vote or not. This is their attitude. And these are people in disenfranchised groups. And I would say to you, your vote does matter. One vote is not going to tip the scale. But when I was out campaigning, well, not campaigning, but uh, trying to assist uh, during these last campaigns and knocking on doors and flyers and things like that, you know, the goal is if, let's say, for example, if you could get uh, 100 volunteers, okay, these, this is ground roots movement. If you can get 100 volunteers and these 100 volunteers go out and each of these volunteers knocks on 30 doors, if they can get 10 people that were previously not going to go vote to go vote, you're talking about an a thousand, a thousand additional people voting. A thousand. So, yes, one vote seems minute, but in the grand scheme of things, it's about uh, the totality of our voices being heard. And I hope that um, you find that empowering. You know, uh, we're in a society where we have the right to do it. So many people who live in the world live in dictator type um, um, nations and, and environments where they don't have a right. Their voices are not being heard. So let's be involved. You're empowered now. You know exactly where to go to register to vote, to find out uh, if you are registered to vote, to find out how to get an absentee ballot. You know now how to uh, request the information to vote in person. You know how to get to your state's uh, Secretary of State's page to get more information to answer questions. Your voter registration card. I would get my voter registration card and I would keep it on me or keep it somewhere close to me uh, so that I had access to it. Okay. All right, guys. So, well, I I, uh, trust you have learned something today and you will take this information and share it. Should your friend or family member or associate or someone ask you, uh, you will be able to assist them. And as always, it's my pleasure to have you here at Things You Should Know. And check us out in two days. We'll be back with some more great content. Have a great day. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.